Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. I just want to thank Miles for editing this episode. Um, having been unavailable for a while, I was so excited about this particular episode. And when we got it back, there were some really difficult technical problems. Um, Miles went in and really worked tirelessly uh, to fix some of these issues and uh, put in a lot of time. And we sure appreciate his contribution to the show. Incidentally, Miles uh, does some YouTube videos. They're cooking videos. Uh, you can check them out. One of them that I've enjoyed is Shorty Nochi's Double Cheese Whammy. So go take a look at that. Um, TJ's out on the road. Uh, we mentioned it later in the show. Um, he's at Hyenas this week in Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, other tour dates are on his website. Uh, TJ Miller does not have a website.com. And I'll be out there with him soon enough. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Let's talk about frivolous things. Frivolous things. Starring Cash Levy as Cash Levy. And T.J. Miller as Francis the Talking Mule. And Francis the Talking Mule as Mr. Ed. And finally, with special guest Mr. Ed as Cash Levy. Thank you very much. I'm Cash Levy. And we're talking about frivolous things. Um, we've been gone for a while, and I've had some... Cash has been in the forest. I've been in the fields. Well, I've had some serious things happening lines. at home. I've had yeah. some serious things happening at home, so I've had to um, go home and help the family uh, with some health uh, issues. And that's why we have missed uh, a few weeks here, and that may happen in the future a little bit. But um, we're doing our best, and we're back for this episode and uh, of I, frivolous, frivolous things. things. Let's start it off. Let's talk about frivolous things. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about placemats, shall we? Yes. I've been thinking a lot about placemats. Oh yeah, let's talk placemats. I don't really understand the point of placemats if you have to wash the placemat itself. Um, okay. What? Why? Why not cut out the middleman? I mean, we, we already have a placemat under the placemat. It's called a table. Table. Why don't we just wash the table? <laughs> well, you could wash the table. I don't know. I mean, Kate makes me put coasters. Kate's a big coaster fan. And she makes me put coasters under 
uh, cans and glasses. Uh-huh. And I would assume that that's if the can or the glass was cold enough that it were to perspire and then the wetness would leave a ring on the table, a stain on the table. Okay, well, but that makes our, sense. If you're trying to avoid room, stains. Hold on. Yeah. Now, don't, yeah. don't get in the way of getting real frivolous real fast. <laughs> too fast, too frivolous, too. Too fast, too frivolous. <laughs> you see this new placemat? I jacked it up. I added a nitro boost and a second placemat, a hemi placemat on top. The dual placemat system. Room for room. Brought uh, to you by DuPont. But our... The DuPont uh, dual placemat system. Our table is sort of wood, but it has a lacquer coating on it. Yeah. And so... Lacquer. That's practically a placemat. That's a, a, It is kind of a placemat. So yeah. you can't really get a, a uh, you know, a, a necessarily a ring... Or if food gets on it, you can wipe it off. Let me put it that way. Right. Um, but I think for Kate, it's a lot more about the aesthetics of it. Kate kind of likes a coaster looks good underneath of something. Okay, so your pro coaster that looks looks nice under a table, you know. But then we'll do all this setup, and then our napkins will be paper towels. So it kind of throws me off a little bit. <laughs> so you're pro coaster, but would you will would you be willing to go anti placemat? If it's just me, I go. Uh, no go on the cocoa, which means I, I won't use coasters, right? No go yeah. on the cocoa. Yeah. And then um, uh, I'm pee free. I'm placemat free. I'm just doing <laughs> naked See? plates. So we're pretty much uh, MPs, the naked plates. We're going naked. That's what they call it. Naked. You if go- you want to know the truth, I will yeah. use a placemat occasionally, but that's, we're doing it live. that's to cut we're doing out naked. That's to cut out the middleman of the plate. So right. what I'll do oh, I see, yeah. is I'll put a placemat down and then I'll eat whatever I was cooking in the pan directly out of the pan. So no plate. Sometimes I go right out of the pan. So basically a, a plate if is I a really food. Wanna, if I really, sorry to interrupt, if I really want to get down to the nitty gritty and cut out all the middlemen, the I will eat standing up out of the pan while it's still on the stovetop. Here's I've why. Look yeah. at all, look everything. I cut out the plates. I cut out the place mats. I cut out the table. I cut out the floor that I would have to walk in order to get to the table. <laughs> I mean, I, I cut it all out. You the know what I call The thing between me and the food is that motherfucking fork. And I call that little baby my main man. <laughs> Ain't no middle in the name. It's just main. Bye-bye. Do, do, you, know what, do you know what I call the, uh, the plate? I just call that the food mat. That's what a plate mat. is. The plate yeah, is a food, food mat. mat. It's a food mat. That's all it is. Yeah, placemat should be called a plate mat. But I guess. Yeah, it really well, is a plate mat. Yeah, it but is, then though. you also. No, but because you're supposed to put your. You're supposed to place your fork and knife on there. So I can see. I get what they're doing. All right. I see. I see. Frivolous things. Frivolous We're talking about frivolous things. It's been a very difficult uh, month, and I've been looking forward to just. Uh, Catching up with my old friend T.J. Miller and talking about frivolous things. Here's another frivolous thing. I was at a uh, a restaurant the other day, and they asked what kind of bread I'd like with my sandwich, you know, on my sandwich. What kind of bread would you prefer? And I said, you know, you're the chef, or there's a chef back there somewhere. Why don't you choose the type of bread that would make the sandwich taste the best? <laughs> Because why, why am I cooking? Why am I? How is this my color? Why is this my decision? 
Like the, I came here to have you make these decisions. Right. I okay? came here for you to prepare the food, not for me let's to prepare the, it and you yeah. just to mechanically put it together. Exactly. Let's let's stop with the 20 questions. Uh, do you want me to go back there and make the sandwich? Make my make my sandwich and make it taste really good. That's what I'd like. Well, you in that case sort of belong in Europe because I was having a discussion with a Portuguese chef who owns a restaurant down the street from us. And we were discussing the concept of sauces, of okay. sort of post-meal sauces, how okay. in the United States we'll say, do you have any Tabasco? Can I have some salt and pepper? And do you have any A1 sauce? Or you go, do you have any hot sauce? They go, I have Chalupa and I have Tabasco and I have um, uh, Sriracha. And you say, you know what, just bring all three. I'll take all three. And then they'll bring them over. So what you're sort of saying to the chef is, in Europe they sort of present the the meal and they go, and this is a balsamic uh, lemon reduction. And uh, the the fish has been marinated for 14 minutes in a very special uh, miso soy, uh, Japanese French fusion sauce. Um, it's been cooked to perfection and accompanied with the broccolini, uh, with a sprig of parsley and a, a smattering of garlic dust, which has a mica or a form salt in it. And here it is. It's perfect. The chef has made it. Now you eat it. And in the United States, we get the meal right. Like, All right, I'll take it from here. All right, he did, he did the <laughs> footwork. But you bring me a couple sauces. I'm going to see if this would taste a little bit better, with a little more salt. And that's what's weird about America is we have this form of independence that is like, I need to be a part of it. I'm my own per- I'll decide the bread. I decide the toppings. That was Burger King's whole thing for a while is have it your way. You tell yeah. us, do you want pickles? Do you want mustard? Do you want extra pickles? All these things. And Americans enjoy that. Don't tell me that you don't enjoy the fact that you could say, you know, what? give me a couple more pickles. I think this sandwich tastes a little bit better with a little Call me an old pickle dick. <laughs> But I think I could use another couple more pickles on here. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I, where were you getting that sandwich? Well, I love the extras involved with this. Yeah, where where were you where were you getting the sandwich? It was some kind of like um, sandwich. Pl- I think it was called the the corner bakery or something. Yeah, there's but, one of those. Yeah. So you can also choose your toppings. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't mind. I, I I don't mind that. I just don't want to be a full sandwich just, artist. I don't want to be. I'm not you're just a sandwich artist. About the bread option. By the way, the sandwich artist. That's a little. That's a little much, don't you think? I like it more than uh, barista. I'm a sandwich artist. That's a well, barista. You're kind of like. You mean you pour the coffee? Yeah, but we got to steam the milk. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll call you an Italian thing. Who was the first guy that was was like, he said, what do you do for a living? I make sandwiches. The first one that just said, you know what? I'm a sandwich artist. I'm taking I, it up a notch. I, I, I do like the, the I like the machismo involved the in machismo, that. The machismo, the chuspa. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you like do. the brass balls on that mother bucker, right? <laughs> now, I, I think sandwich artists, there's got to be a Picasso of sandwiches. You know, there's got to be mm-hmm. some... And that remember that was that cartoon Dagwood, and they call sandwiches that are very very tall and specifically made Dagwoods, because there was a cartoon where he was a sandwich artist and he would oh, really? lunch meat after lunch meat. 
And, you know, olives, and he always had to use a toothpick or a full tree branch to be able to keep the sandwich together. And uh, it was really the type of thing that people don't remember. You know, it was was that kind of thing. (laughs) Frivolous things. Um, This is probably more of an essential question, but can you judge a person? Can you judge a person's hoarding tendencies by the size of their keychain? Because um, April's keychain, uh, April's keychain, one. That's actually a really, really good one. I because, think you can. Yeah. April, you know, April has a little bit of a hoarding problem, and I yeah, just, you mentioned let me, let me just list some of the things the, on April to, to the general public, not necessarily to April that much. <laughs> well, no, let me list some of the things that are in you know, her keychain. I think it indicates she has a hoarding problem. Uh, of course, there's keys to old buildings or old apartments that we've lived in. Uh, there's still keys to those. Yeah. Um, there's pictures of other children on her keychain. Um, there's a couple pom poms, little pom poms. Uh, there's a uh, blockbuster key card. Really, for the blockbuster, yeah, is gone. There is no uh, yeah. more. Why does she still have that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's Long's drugs. There's a, should you, should there be a problem when there's a Long's drugs? <laughs> Wait, I don't understand uh, why she has card. the blockbuster there's, one. Let's uh, go back. I just I don't know. Uh, there's a wait. but no. Let me finish. There's a there's other keychains, TJ, on her keychain. There's other keychains, so there's different kinds of keychains on the keychain. I think you should commit to one keychain uh, when you're <laughs> and uh, folks, folks, uh, non hoarders take a break. Hoarders, you know what I'm talking about. I threw out my back picking up her keychain. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's heavy. It's a big keychain. It's all chain. It's all keychain. And then when she can't find it, I'm like, how could you not be able to find it? It's larger than an entire, it's larger than the couch itself. It couldn't have fallen in the couch. You got to do that you know? on stage. She's, she's like, I think it fell under the seat. It can't fall under anything. It's on top of things. <laughs> things fall into it. Maybe <laughs> it fell in the seat. I hate to break it to you, April, but it's a black April, hole. It's a black the hole. The seat fell into you. You're sitting on your keychain. The seat somewhere in yeah, it's more likely you'd lose the car itself. Where's the car? It's in. Where did I park the car? It's inside your keychain. April, I hate to break it to you, but you've been driving your keychain. The car is somewhere in here. <laughs> um, yeah, Kate always kind of says. Um, she always says, oh, "Where, where are my keys?" And she hasn't looked really. She's just the initial reaction of them not being right there is, "Where are my keys? Do I even have my keys?" They're in the bag. She just hasn't moved anything around to try and find them. Mm-hmm. And she does that with gloves, with pretty much everything. But she doesn't really lose stuff that often. You know, it's very, very rare. And she keeps it pretty streamlined. Her keys are pretty streamlined. I really just, but I do have two keychains. I have a safety pin, a large safety pin that I keep them on. But the main reason I want my keys to be so big is exactly what you said, is I want to... Uh, not lose them. I want to sort of feel they're in my pocket. They're you know. right. Well, you you live in in uh, Manhattan, and so your car situation. You know, I don't know if you no, have no, a car out a there. Car, I but can't also, remember. it's not just that. It's that um, if you lose your keys, it's very hard to get keys made to get into your apartment because they're so strict about yeah. your ability to make keys. So that people can't get into each other's apartments and there's no way to get in. I mean, it's the same where you live, but 
in Manhattan, you know, to get into your building, you need a key. And to get into your apartment, you need a separate key. How often have you, when you were driving a lot more, when you were in Denver, Los Angeles, the whole bit, how, how often would you lock your keys in the car while the car was running? Is that something that happened? Because that's ha- that happens Jesus. to April periodically. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure I ever have done that where I had to call somebody. I don't think. No, I mean, we're, we, we, we have a direct line to AAA. They have a, a setup where it's just, they just go, uh, cash, April, uh, what's going on? They have like, two phone. They have a regular phone and then there's a red phone. That's, that's their bad phone just for you guys. And it's, yeah. it's no caller ID. Just the light lights up and they go just for us. We got an April call. Cash in April. All hands on deck. <laughs> now we are April. A- can you hear us? Where are the keys? Are they inside the car? Is the car moving without you in it? <laughs> April, do you um, have eyes I on mean, the car? Tell us, do you have eyes on the car? Get the drones up in the air. They keep drones at the ready all the time in your neighborhood just so they can figure out if the car is rolling. Now, now let me ask you this about hoarding. And again, I love April. All the things that make her this discombobulated and this sort of uh, the hoarding and the sort of lack of organizational skills, all those things that make her unique, she she's really like um, hoardy. Which a lot of people get into trouble with because that sounds a little like horny and hoary. But if you're a hoarder and you kind of are a little hoardy, right? Go ahead. Hoardy, okay. Hoardy, right? Go ahead. On the flip side, I think it, her personality, she's such a, a fun person and has such a good sense of humor that uh, I wouldn't trade uh, any of this stuff. It's kind of fun to watch. But let me give you another example because I asked her, I said, can you hoard emails? And that's one question I had for you because um, she told me, as I was talking to her about her keychain and kind of saying, hey, I'm going to talk about that on the podcast, how big your pe- your your keychain is getting. It's okay to have a keychain. That's when somebody, you know, you know what keychain smoking is? No. It's when you just can't stop peeing. <laughs> Once you finish peeing, you know you shouldn't, but you go ahead and pee again. So in the writing of this joke, she said, or in the writing of this idea, I said, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. And she said, well, you should talk about my emails. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, can you hoard emails? Because I, she has 270,000 unread, yes. e- unread yes. emails. Yeah. Unread that's, emails. That's not as many as Kate, but Kate has something like 7,000 unread emails or something. Really? And yeah, maybe 12,000 or something. And I say, how can you possibly allow yourself to use your phone and see that many notifications? I mean, right now I have 302 unread me- emails and it's giving me anxiety to the point where I've started unsubscribing from things. I'm just trying to delete things without even looking at them. I mean, there is a world where you could get rid of every email you've ever received and the important people and messages would be written a second time, right? I think that's right. I think also... Maybe that's the way to do it. I got to tell you, my favorite thing about this last trip where we were vagabonding and people were living in our house and we were traveling around trying to survive out there day to day was um, the lack of stuff that we had. I, I just loved having one bag for each person. That's all of our belongings. Our belongings just become more of a, a weight on our shoulders than than anything else. You well, know? yeah. In fact, think- our sort of barometer for how well we're doing with our clutter, um, you're the uh, yardstick with which we measure ourselves. 
You and Kate. Well, thank you. I don't know whether to be flattered or be flattered. April and I were at your place, I guess about a year and a half ago after that um, that show that we did. And we were really impressed with the the lack of clutter and just, I mean, you opened a drawer and I think you had um, your rubber bands organized uh, by color in one of the drawers. I mean, it was not, like, not I mean, by color, but yeah, I mean, you, uh, yeah. I, you really, you guys have it dialed in because you don't have, I mean, New York, there's not as much space and you've got to make sure you don't. Well, I think that's a big part of it, but Kate and I certainly, uh, I was impressed. Yeah. Frivolous things. This is more of a triple banger lightning round question. Triple banger lightning round. When a vegetarian wants to quit something, should they say, I'm going cold tofurkey? I like it. I think cold tofu is probably good enough. You think so? But cold tofurkey is really good. I'm going cold tofurkey. Is that what they say? I think I'm having it. Hey, you know what? I think I'm having a hot dog. And I'm going cold tofurkey. <laughs> Start eating meat from here yeah. on out. I'm going to go cold tofurkey. You're not going to get any help to help you eat meat every day? I I don't think I need to. <laughs> Just going to white knuckle it. <laughs> or should I say white asparagus knuckle it? <laughs> Let's hit it, baby! Yeah! I mean, it's it's really, it's got to be confusing. Because when they want to say, I'm going cold turkey, you, you want to say, well, you already did. You already yeah. Although, actually, where does that expression come from even? I'm going cold turkey. It, it means you're <clears throat> it means you're stopping something. Uh, but Yeah, cold. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now because that's very interesting to me. And the Dagwood sandwich, it was in the comic strip um, with Blondie. Yeah. And Blondie is um, Dagwood's maybe husband or something like that. But... Dagwood would make these huge sandwiches that had bread in between and all that stuff. And Blondie says, that's quite a sandwich, honey. And Dagwood says, it's, and it's much too beautiful to eat. And then Dagwood sits down in front of it and he says, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And then later he's reading the paper and she walks over and says, where's your sandwich? And Dagwood says, beauty is now in the stomach of the beholder. So that's the type of Dagwood humor I like. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, look at this. This is a real-world version of a Dagwood. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's a lot of bread. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, slice of bread, 11. And it's got kind of each type of cold-cut sandwich you could have in between. Um, and... Uh, yeah, there's sort of, uh, you know, Dagwood Diner. Anyway, there's all kinds of Dagwood stuff. But let's see, let's see where Cold Turkey, Cold Turkey Expression Origin. I love, I love how we enter in things to search engines now. You can just kind of give them the words and they yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So uh, the most popular theory, the San Francisco Chronicle said in 1978, it derives from the hideous combination of goose pimples and what William Burroughs calls the cold burn that addicts suffer as they kick the habit. In cop speak, the lingo of law enforcement crime, he says the term may derive from the cold, clammy feel of the skin during withdrawal, like a turkey that has been refrigerated. So that's probably what the goosebumps and just the cold feeling of a mm-hmm. cold cut that is turkey. Okay. 
But uh, November 12, 1920, A. Slangman Thomas T.A.D. Dorgan used cold turkey this way. This is a cartoon Frankton. Now, tell me on the square. Can I get by with this for the wedding? Don't string me. Tell me cold turkey. <laughs> so it might have just been... Uh, uh, yeah, it might just be a way that you say, give me the... Give me, give me the straight beef. Yeah. Give me yeah. the straight. Yeah, I want a cold turkey. That brings me to my next uh, frivolous thing, actually. It's perfect timing for this. Frivolous things. You know, um, people are often saying that they're functioning alcoholics. Yeah. Um, but not many people ever say, like, I'm a non-functioning alcoholic. Right? Right. Um, they also, would the opposite of a functioning alcoholic be a non-functioning teetotaler? Toddler, yeah. I'm a non-functioning teetotaler because that's how I've been feeling lately. I haven't been drinking enough um, over the last year. I'm kind of a drink when they have something to celebrate guy. And there hasn't been a lot to celebrate this last year with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready to party a little bit. Uh, I can't wait to party with you. I'm serious. I'm ready. I'm serious. I'm ready to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be shot out of a cannon when you see me next. I'm going to (laughs) be, I'm serious. I am really ready to party because I basically have been a uh, non-functioning non-drinker. Yeah, I think non-functioning sober. I'm a non-functioning sober. Non-functioning sober person. That's really what's been happening the last year. I'm non-functioning. I have been very unhappy uh, sober person. And uh, what I need to do is I need to be a functioning alcoholic for a few yeah. months at least. That's what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm a functioning chocoholic. <laughs> is that okay? So, okay. Yeah. So I can't yeah. get enough chocolate, but I'm able to hold down my job. I'm rarely <laughs> late. And when I am, I still get the job done. Yeah. But yeah, I'll show up with chocolate all over my face <laughs> and, you know, smelling of like Reese's peanut butter yeah. cups. And they'll say, have you been eating chocolate? I'll go, not that much. That was that's from last night. I ate my chocolate last night. But chocoholic, no one's ever sucked dick for chocolate. You know what I mean? No one's ever been like, give me one more Hershey's kiss and I'll give yeah, you yeah. a kiss, little baby. Come yeah. on, take him down, take him down. <laughs> Daddy needs a Hershey bar to say goodnight. But I do, you know, I'll, I'll sort of, I'll have, um, you know, I'll have a Hershey's nugget. And then an almond Hershey's nugget, one or two just before bed, you know, to get yeah. a little sleepy. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, I finished two and a half Toblerone bars. And I, I actually, I'll go on the illegal market and I'll get the square Toblerone bars. So I won't even do the triangle. Wow. Wow. Get them that's, when you know, that's when you know you got a problem. They fuse, they fuse two Toblerone bars together <laughs> on the black market. And that's how you know... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you really done that? I, I haven't noticed you eating that much chocolate more than the regular. Uh, I don't really like Toblerone that much. You don't? Not really. Not what would you rather have? One of those or a, a McFlurry? Jeez. Uh, Just a straight McFlurry. I, I, guess, I mean, I guess a uh, between a Toblerone and a McFlurry? Yeah. Well, it depends on the mood. I like both of them, but I, I would. <laughs> I do like Toblerone because I love toffee. But I yeah. like, Kate and I, we really like ice cream. That would be, if there's really anything I have a sweet tooth for, it's definitely ice cream. Well, sometimes I'm I'm at the drive-thru and they'll say, what kind of McFlurry would you like? And I'll say, why don't you 
give me the type of McFlurry that it would go taste best, best with the bread I've chosen. Yeah. Which focaccia. <laughs> all right. Why don't you why don't you decide what McFlurry goes best with focaccia bread, sir? <laughs> I'm a sandwich artist, not a McFlurry maker. <laughs> not a McFlurryist. Um Frivolous things. Okay, so this one is more of a triple banger, but um, Kinder Joy, more like Kinder Crack. Have you had Kinder Joys? Oh yes, I have. I didn't know what you meant. My for kids, a my kids, um, my kids eat a lot of Kinder Joys, and I just had one for the first don't, time. Don't it is have, really strong. It's, yeah, it's, it's really condensed. Don't they have um, toys in them? Yeah, okay, one side has a toy, and I couldn't open that. For some reason, my fingers wouldn't do it. Good for you. I uh, didn't have the strength. Didn't have the strength to open the, uh, the After toy. After vagabonding for 45 days. Yeah, exactly. Days. I didn't have the strength. My, my, my hands were My swollen. hands were brittle and, and, and cracked from... Swollen from trying to get into the car, which was running uh, as we were out in the snow a couple times. Brittle and cracked from cooking uh, hot dogs at sticks over trash can fires, to vagabonding furkies. my way across California and Arizona. Tofurkying across the Southwest U.S. Southwest Basically having uh, AAA uh, tow us from town to town because the car was uh, running uh, with the keys inside of it. I cold um, cut cold tofurkey. <laughs> that's what you would call it. If you start eating cold cuts and you used to be vegetarian, yeah. that's cold cut cold turkey. Yeah. To- so, tofurkey. So go out and get a Kinder Joy. It's this little egg. And on one side, there's a toy. But on the other side, there's this really... Really, it's 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 beyond. It's like if they took sugar and they made it eight times as strong as as regular sugar. It's really strong. I think it's. I think it tastes terrible. It actually makes it made me dizzy. Occasionally, you dizzy. Occasionally, occasionally, I one of my teeth kind of hurts if I eat too strong of sweets. But I, you know, I, I I can do a Snickers bar every once in a blue moon. But I really think. Those Kinder Joys and some of this stuff, it's just too sweet. It's just... It's too sweet. That's it. what I'm saying. It is. And it's, it's way You know what it is? Sweet. It's the refined sugar. Toblerone and some of these other ones, they actually use honey, you know, or cane sugar. So they took the sugar and they put it in a refinery? So what you're Yeah, saying? they refine the sugar so that it's even sweeter. That's what they're doing. Oh, it's way too sweet. Yeah, well, way too sweet. You got pretty sweet little kids over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, got some sweet kids. Nasty, nasty boys. Um, so let me ask. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, frivolous things here because things have been pretty serious pretty in my serious. life the last uh, month. Uh, a lot going on, and um, again, we we love we love the twelve and a half. Don't think that when we when we miss a few weeks here, um, sometimes life. Have- Sometimes life happens and just um, there's no way to work around it and do the shows. And uh, we, but we, we absolutely love the 12 and a half. And it looks like we'll be together again in person sooner rather than later, uh, TJ and I. So we'll be doing some shows in the same room again. Yeah. And which, we're uh, going to do some live shows. I mean, I'm really looking. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to and hoping for. The possibility of um, doing live shows in California. And I think we're going to make that happen because we'll be able to socially distance it. So for the 12 and a half that are in California, I think we are going to be able to do this. And if you're willing to make the trip, that could be a really, really fun way we to get just, to know each other. If you'd like, we can just, I mean, 
I think we're going to try to work together in San Diego. That's going to be in June. No, that yeah, yeah, that's and, in uh, June, I think. And in uh, Brea, the uh, improv there in uh, July, if you want to see us both together again, right. it's going to be fun. Together and again, again, I'm going to be like, it's going to be like I'm going to be shot out of a cannon. I'm going to be a functioning alcoholic uh, for that month. Which I am. That we do that. Uh, we may even we may even do Tacoma later this month. I have to look in to see how that could work. But um, uh, let's uh, keep us in mind. We'll, I'm going to let you know at the beginning of these podcasts exactly when we'll be together and where TJ is going to be. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you, I'm sort of, I don't know if you've noticed this about me, TJ, but I'm sort of unaware of, uh, and again, this is another frivolous thing. I'm sort of unaware of when I use like lower and uppercase letters. So I don't know if you've ever gotten a note from me, but all my notes sort of, all my handwritten messages sort of You almost sort of have a like, dyslexia like that, you would say? That I just don't notice or care about, I, there's certain letters that I like the way they look better if they're uppercase or lowercase, so that's the way I write them regardless. Right. And so all my handwritten messages sort of look like ransom notes. Really? And um, yeah, and I was curious if you had noticed that. They look like ransom notes. Yeah, like uh, sort of like... You know, when you send a note that you don't oh, want people to be able to saying. trace yeah, back. Yeah, but I, I purposely... What are those called? Are those called ransom notes? What are those yeah, called? Yeah, they are. But um, but usually they, uh, not backwards or anything, they, they cut out uh, letters from uh, magazines. Um, but I, I will say, as, as far as all of that goes in particular, um, you know... Uh, the um, uh, I I try and use lowercase letters in general, um, just because I think it looks cooler. It's okay. a little pretentious okay. to do capital T period capital J period, and so mm-hmm. when I sign my name, I almost always sign it lowercase T period lowercase J period. So I probably okay. prefer when you're using those quote unquote nasty little lowercases. <laughs> So you're you're. I like to hoard letters. That's really what I do. I can't believe you said that thing about uh, the hoarding. You hoard capital letters, is what you do. I can't. Yeah, think, I hoard capital Kate, letters. Kate, that is the only thing that Kate hoards. Is um, are you saying that the you, you know, can't believe the blockbuster things? Are you saying that I like about the blockbuster? <laughs> no, the long drugs card is that what the, you're trying the to say? The idea of the um, it just blows my mind. The idea of uh, you know this. Um, uh, yeah, just the idea of um, uh, what do you call it? The um, you know hoarding emails. I just never had thought of it as hoarding, but she truly is. She is. Hoarding. She's hoarding emails. She really is. Um, little update before we do some uh, frivolous maskers, uh, and I know you've got to go soon. But um, little update on something we we talked about this previously that I I swam I think two and a half lengths under the pool. Uh, holding my breath and didn't find that my family really loved me anymore afterwards for it. Like they, they weren't, weren't they didn't excited, really, right. they didn't, they weren't as excited as I was, but I also thought that maybe they'd love me more um, if I were to do that. Um, and, but I found, I found out a kind of a workaround here that I wanted to share with you. Please do. Um, we were in a pool recently and I had all three members of my family, my two sons and my wife, uh, climb onto my back underwater. Really? And I swam underwater 
dragging them underwater for a full length of the pool. Okay, so I was sort of like, we call it turtling, and they were sure. hanging on to my shell, pretty much. Who doesn't turtle? And I do have a shell. Yeah. I do have a shell. Who doesn't call it turtling? And yeah, I, so we call it turtle. I said, do you guys want a turtle? And they got on my back, and we went underwater. It was a fairly deep pool, and I swam 25 yards with three people on my back. And I got to be honest with you, I really feel that at the end of that voyage across the pool, uh, that journey, uh, I feel that they did love me more at the end of it. Really? I really do. So if that's, you know, if you want people to love you more. Take them along uh, for the ride. Turtle, yeah, turtle take, them take, take, take them along for the <laughs> take ride. Take them along for the you ride. You were just upset yeah. that you, you, you had this in, incredible, um, this incredible. Share your journey. Yeah, but yeah. this incredible uh, achievement. But, you know, but they didn't get to be a part there of it. You are yeah. being, yeah, they don't get to be a part of it. So you got to get it so that they it's can more be of a team of thing. Sure. It's more of a people are going to love you more if you create a team atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know, than if you do things alone, no one loves you for your individual achievements. Love is it comes from um, a team effort or turtling or, or, you know, both really. Yeah, that's what we've learned here. So we're learning things on the Frivolous Things episode here. Uh, We're learning lots of things. And uh, let's finish it up with a few maskers before we go. I would love to do that. Uh, This has been so fun to see. It's been so fun to talk to you, man. You don't understand. I've I've been, um, I don't want to get too specific about everything, but I've been through a lot the last month. It feels good to talk to you. Thanks, man. It's been fun. It's been fun. It always uh, cheers me up to... uh, well, and we'll, we'll talk, talk to about my a little bit more Teaching serious stuff, but we're looking to do a classic ASAP. Right? Here we go. Think? Here. Well, we'll definitely do a classic uh, the minute uh, the, the coast clears with some of this uh, stuff that's going on at home. Absolutely. Well, what I'm really excited about is a live show in California in the summer. So everybody should be looking forward that to that. That would be fun, too. And do we know when this is going to be coming out? I think we're going to put this out right away, pretty much like today or tomorrow, uh, hopefully. And then, um, if that's the case, then me- uh, guys, please come and see me. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas this April Fool's weekend. After that is Greensboro, North Carolina, and that's going to be the following weekend. You can find all these uh, dates on uh, my website, TJ Miller does not have a website.com Chicago improv at the end of April and Tacoma comedy club, hopefully with cash on the 24th of April. And then in May, I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to be in, uh, you know, it's basically Cincinnati, which is Liberty township. Uh, actually we may have, actually that might not happen, but, uh, and maybe Healy and Buffalo end of May, but come see me in April and please, please let's come. You know, I'm doing socially distanced, same as cash. We're really trying to get this to be the, and then in June, I think it's the 19th, uh, San Diego, Sandy. Hey, let's do that. Exactly. Yeah. Going to do that together. So we're, I, I don't know. It's going to be, we're getting back to normal here. The world's getting back to normal and, uh, we're going to be functioning alcoholics for at least a month. Yeah. Um, Snail trailing rights is an oyster just a snail that's afraid to come out of its shell. I like that. Yes. <laughs> and of course, of course, snail trailing is thinking about that. But yes, I would yeah. say in some ways that's exactly what it is. Um, Andrew Alderman writes, do bees compare things that they love to their knees? 
Yeah, do they just say, this is the my knees? That's really funny. <laughs> this is the my knees. Yeah, this this is the, the, yeah, man, like this, this dinner has been the my knees of, you yeah, know what? We didn't need Reach it. out to me on Instagram, direct message me, and tell me if I can use that, because uh, that's, that's funny enough to put on stage. I'll give you credit. Black Chicken Salad writes, if opinions are like assholes, then what about belly buttons? Huh. That's something that needs Opin- to be. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone need, everyone has Everyone's one. Everyone's got one. And but belly, belly buttons. buttons. Belly buttons are like quandaries. Everyone has one. Belly buttons are like questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we got to come up with a belly button. opinions are like button. assholes, yeah. then uh, what about, uh, uh, yeah, it's what's the opposite of an opinion is a, uh, a question? Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, sort of not caring, right? It's not a. It's not committing. It's something. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, um. If opinions are like assholes, maybe it's then, vacillating. Yeah, then uh, vacillations yeah, are like belly or buttons. Os- oscillations yeah. are like belly buttons. But I think it's if opinions are like assholes, everyone's got one. Then, um, then belly buttons are like blasés. Everybody occasionally is blasé. <laughs> I like it. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, COVID-19! Sorry. Excuse me. Um, Hayden Tharp writes, which I like that name. Um, Everybody likes I, a good I Hayden like that's, Tharp. I feel like that's, I, that's a great like name. I feel like that's a name um, that you'd have as like an author of a, of a fun book or I something. That's right. I just think it's, it seems like a great author's name, Hayden Tharp. Hayden Tharp. He's, he writes, I just saw about a 65 year old man bend down to pick up a penny. We must rewrite the chart. <laughs> so, uh, and it starts by him saying in capital letters, big development, big development. I like this. Um, what does that mean though? The, the, we must rewrite the chart. The chart well, the chart is, you know, uh, you know, uh, skipping nickels, you know, where the older you get, the higher, oh, yeah, you know, number of months, you know, like you, you know, you'll, you'll skip nickels at a certain age and then you'll start skipping quarters. And the older you get, because the older you get, the more you're not going to be willing to pick up spare change. And a part of that doesn't just have to do with having a bad back and being old, it has to do with inflation, I would guess, that you can get less from each. 65 uh, you know, year old man. Amount. I mean, you know, it's. He bent down to pick up a penny. Penny. Why would he have done that? How could he have done that? That's more for good luck, though. That's really what it is. You, you're less likely uh, now to skip a right. penny. Find a penny, pick it up all day yeah. long. You'll have good luck. Yeah, I gotta tell you, man. This this is that's 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 really more about luck than it is uh, him wanting to have that penny to buy something. So maybe there should be an exception to this rule involving pennies because. Do you feel like it's bad luck to walk past a penny and not pick it up or no? No, I don't really think about that. But I, I will pick up a penny because I like using exact change. I don't know if I've told you this before, but it gives me a really special feeling to have exact change. Um, yeah. So, you know, I spend a lot I of do, time. I do I don't, you didn't know this about me. I spend a lot of time uh, swimming in public fountains really? and it's very difficult to swim past all those pennies and not pick them. Do up. you really? Sometimes, sometimes I turtle in public fountains. 
uh, and it's a great family experience, but you get a little dizzy at times. <laughs> and your sons keep grabbing for the change. It's an aqua merry-go-round. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 